welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thanks, Luke. It's good to see everybody on Zoom in this virtual world we're now living in. It's a bit weird, but it's nice to see everybody all the same. And uh, some faces are familiar from uh, some of the names and faces from um, conventions, especially in the US that we attended and the ones in Europe as well together. And uh, I look forward to uh, getting back there to those conventions. They were so fun and we had such a good time. And uh, I think the last one was in Madrid, actually. Um, it was a really great time. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's so good. It's so nice to share the, um, to share the joy of recovery and the solution with others. Um, because this means so much to me. You know, this is, this is my life. Uh, this is the central plank in which my life depends, really, my essay recovery. Um, if that plank goes or if I, if I allow it to slip or snap, then I'm, I'm finished. I'm really in a bad, bad place. And I don't want to go back there today. I don't want to go back to the hellhole that I left. Bears, the dinge bears, the horrible acting out places, the compulsive acting out. There's, you know, I just don't want to be a prisoner of acting out today. Um, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I find that, you know, having SA members along the way and reaching out, connecting with the fellowship um, strengthens my sobriety on a daily basis. So, um, you know, my day began today with a call and, you know, sponsor call and, and, and I, I find having sponsors really helpful. Um, it has improved my sobriety no end. And just having somebody, you know, having a member call me in the morning or Expecting calls um, ensures that uh, the night before I'm preparing for that, and I said, "Look, I want to be sober when this guy calls. You know, it's important, and um, it does help." And and the research that came out that they did on a hundred members, I think, is vital. It's uh, you know they found that people people who had sponsees um, did better in recovery, had got into more longer term sobriety, were less inclined to relapse. Um, so it is part of the program. It's a very, very important part of the program uh, for me, especially. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So step two, I'm, I'm, I'm on, you know, I really like step two a lot. I find that it's, it's just the old ideas persist in my brain no matter what. Very, very persistent, and they don't give up easily. And these old ideas say, "Hey, Carl, run away." Go to East Africa, go to London, go to Amsterdam, whatever. There'll be a better life there for you. You can act out all you want. Why don't you try same-sex partner? Why don't you try something else, you know? Why don't you try this, try that? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, my brain continuously comes up with these kind of generic lust proposals, I call them. And uh, they're all old ideas. 
because I know they won't work because I've tried them and I've tried them and I've tried them and I've failed miserably with every single one of them. And they all come along with such promise, like it's like my brain lights up when it gets these ideas coming into it. It's like the LED lights go on and hey, a new idea, oh, maybe that might work. Um, and I know it's just a distraction today. You know, these are just distractions. These are like kind of little glowing embers of a fire that was put out long ago. Um, and I need to be maintain my, my spiritual, maintain a spiritual condition so that these crazy ideas don't get hold in the ground and grow like weeds in my brain uh, to flourish and, and develop and act now fantasies and ideas and you know theories and then suddenly I'm, I'm back out there you know so I've got to let go of these ideas and, I, and I, I want the ideas of recovery today the ideas of recovery are called you know pray you know find my connection with my higher power and do good stuff you know do some charity work help others reach out you know forget about me and that's really difficult for someone like me because I'm, I'm a bit self-obsessed, but it's got better over the years. Um, and I say today it's better than it's ever been, really. You know, I was able to do some charity work today. I was able to help somebody else. Um, I was able to, um, you know, especially in my home, got some difficulties at the moment, but I'm, I've been able to maintain a very high standard. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do this without the program. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way of life for me. This is the way I want to live. So I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes because I really like the way I, I really like this lifestyle. It's clean, it's sober, it's fresh, it's free. It's got, a, it's got possibilities for fun, for joy, for happiness, for peace, for, for good times, you know? And, um, just thinking back to fun we had in Madrid, you know, we sat up talking to like two o'clock in the morning and four or five of us sitting around the table there in the main hall and people drifting out and drifting in. And then it was like one o'clock in the morning, we said, hey, let's go for a walk. So we walking around, walking around the castle at one o'clock in the morning and coming back and having tea, you know, we're just so tired we to go to bed. But, you know, it's like, that's beautiful, like, because when I was acting out, I was on my own. It was so lonely. It was torture. Don't drive into these lonely places and then acting out like crazy. And then sort of wanting to kill myself afterwards. You know, um, just horrendous. I mean, horrendous like onslaught for my, 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 you know, to have to go through that. And I went through that for years, repeatedly. Um, and today I just need to practice this very, very simple program. Um, I like to try and complicate as much as I can, but simplicity wins out in the end. And I often feel like that I'm at that turning point, you know, and I'm, I'm not close to the turning point today, but some days I can be having a bad day and something like a lot of stress and I, I get kind of burnt out with life and I think, hey, just, you know, I have to be very careful about what information I take in my eyes, especially on the um, computer and stuff like that. Um, be careful to block block everything that's uh, problematic. Um, and I'm doing, doing pretty good with that today. You know, I, I've learned the hard way. I feel, if I get a sip of lust at all, it's like 
it's like fizzy orange juice for my brain. It's like my brain lights up and it, it just wants more. It goes, hey, wow. And then, you know, the lights will go on and my program will kick in and say, whoa, wait, wait a second. Like, what do you want today, Carl? What do you really want? Do you want to be sober? Do you want to act out? Do you want to act out? Go act out all you want. There's loads of it out there. You can act out for 20 years, day and night, if you want that. And I said, no, I'm choosing sobriety today because I want to wake up sober tomorrow. I don't want to be enslaved in a prison of lust for the next five years, maybe never coming back to say and having a horrible life. I want the freedom. I want the freedom to go places, to be able to walk down that road, go to the, to the shop, do what I have to do, come back, not have to act out on the way there and on the way back, um, and then act out when I got back. You know, it's, it's, when I acted out, it was 24 seven, there was no relief whatsoever. I didn't just like go and masturbate and then it was like at the weekends or something. It was every single day, you know, I mean, it had to be all the time, um, locked in, incredible, torturous journey. Um, so, you know, this, when I stand at the turning point, I turn towards sobriety, I turn towards God, I turn towards good things, um, I turn towards positive, you know, get away from the negative just for today. Um, and I love that step a lot. I love the freedom of the choice, that I have a choice today. It's like I've been restored to sanity around this stuff. And the sanity says, Carl, if I engage in lustful thinking, behavior, I'm going to act out, definitely without a doubt and quite quickly. But if I choose not to engage with any of that, if I turn away, walk away, go the other side of the road, block everything that I see coming towards me, I'll have great freedom and peace and joy and happiness. Um, and I have, I have joy today, you know. I, um, I, have, I have joy in my heart and, I, and I, you know, I feel, I have a good feeling, you know, and I, and I cherish that a lot. Um, and, you know, I'm enjoying, really enjoying, you know, all the goodness in my life. Um, even with lots of difficulty, um, I can step away from the difficulty and focus on the positive and I can enjoy that. You know, I don't want to be going around living with complaining and moaning and all that stuff, you know. Um, life on life's terms is very, very challenging. It's, it's unbelievably challenging at times. People get sick, people die, relationships break up, blah, 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 people are well. I can't do much about it, you know, but God has a plan. And I've got to keep handing over to God. And I discovered this year that um, I used to often hear in, in, in my aimings, you know, I, I gave that problem to God, but then I took it back five minutes later. But I've been able to give problems to God now, especially this year, and not take them back. Just stop trying to fix them. I can't fix, there's not much I can fix. Um, you know, I don't have a huge influence over other people. I can't force change in another person. I have to accept them the way they are. Um, and it's really difficult to do that um, all the time. But if I give it to God, I say, God, I don't want to know about this problem again today. I've done all I can with it. If there's something you want me to do, then show me the way. But right now, it's your problem, not mine. And I have great freedom then, you know. Uh, and I'm just grateful I've been able to do that. 
so this 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 second step like trying to absorb it in my life because I know I'm powerless over lust and that it's like it would make my life completely unmanageable I'm defeated I've never grown new legs I'm never going to be able to go back out there that's never going to work you know if I do go back out there it won't be successful it'll be a total disaster for everyone and you know there's people depending on me today like you know there's, there's people in my family and there's a trust I, I have I have a major trust in if I went anywhere towards lust, all that trust would be gone. And these are great people in my life. You know, they just I appreciate them so much, their presence and things they're doing. And, you know, we're kind of, you know, walking this ledge together, walking this line, and uh, we keep each other going. Um, so I want to keep going for today. Um, and it's just for today. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, that's enough for me get through take it on for this day only and i think that's been something that's that's been really helpful um sponsor always says to keep it in the day but i hear these you know i hear these slogans in a and i've heard them so often but to actually live them is a real challenge you know let go and let god i mean you could live your life by that There's such wisdom in it it's such a huge thing to do um to trust like that God is all-powerful and can handle situations and can look after things that I can't cope myself, I can't fix. Um, just to let go the freedom of not trying to be running around like a Jimmy, Jimmy Fix-It, Jimmy Fix-It all the time. Um, you know, that's a very nice feeling today. Um, so the programs like can't, always kind of moving forward like I'm, I'm in a different place this year than I was last year and you know and, and it's it's really good you know I, I, I like the journey of it it's a progress not perfection you know <laughs> excuse me um, and I see other people moving on as well you know who've been in the program and the more I meet them the the more change I see, it's all about change, changing my personality, becoming kind of more peaceful, more honest, more, you know, more at ease, you know. And I see that in people who hang around. Um, they get more, they're nicer, the company is softer, they're, they're in better places, you know. Um, I've, seen them come, I've seen members go through a lot of stuff and not act out. And that gives me great hope great strength from that um, so you know it's 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 I suppose it's it's just unbelievable to think I can be here sharing all this you know that that I've been able to stay stopped now for quite a number of days I don't feel threatened by acting out of those most days you know um, I need to keep working my program though it's not like I can fix it and suddenly graduate as they say because it's like I was told in A it's like a snake in the grass you know addiction is like a snake in the grass it's it sits there silently and waits for me to, to find a weak moment so that it can pounce you know um, and I need to keep my um, you know my, my guard up with, with my prayers and my you know, my, my spiritual program as well. And, you know, I, I go to church and I get a lot out of that. And I, 
it's like the icing on the cake, really, you know. Um, it's like my 11th step, kind of very powerful. Um, so it's all good. It's all good news, you know. Recovery is good news. Um, and uh, I'm lucky to have it today. Um, I feel privileged and honoured to be part of SA and you know, to be able to do a bit of service and all the service that I can do. Um, it's a privilege to do it, you know. Um, connects me in again, a higher power, seeing things happen, seeing positive things happen. Um, so, what do I have to say? The, um, yeah, so it's this, it's, it's you know, if, if we have a good, if I'm, if I'm working a good program myself, I feel good, then, you know, other people around me feel good as well. It's like it's, it's transmitted, you know. Um, and I can't get this any other place than an essay on what the fellowship, you know, it's not available, not freely available. The connection that I have with the essay today is, is fantastic. It's so helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, to see it in other countries growing, amazing, you know, just so nice, you know, because there's nothing worse than the pain and suffering that addicts, addicts go through, can't find a way out. Even, you can imagine in whole countries where there is no SA, pain and suffering that addicts are going through there. And they don't even know what they're doing. Like, I didn't know, I was, I was acting out for 20 years, but I never knew what I was doing until I came to my first SA meeting and they mentioned the word acting out. Um, and my, my, my ears just said, that's what I've been doing for 20 years, you know. And I hadn't a clue. I hadn't a clue, like, that's acting out, you know, acting out, acting out, day and night. Um, that's what you've been doing, you know. And I, the minute I walked in that door, I knew I was in the right place. You know, that seat was waiting for me, you know. So, I, I you know, I sat there with, with a couple of members and I, I just felt so safe the first time in my life, you know, to get that seat. It was hard to get through that door. Um, and now I look forward to the meeting starting up again, hopefully in a few weeks' time, please God, um, get back to face-to-face, -face, so that would be really good. Um, and, yeah, so just, just to keep the flag flying for today, I think um, it's so important just to charge the spiritual batteries. Um, wherever we can. I've done that today. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think I've said enough for now, maybe. Have I gone over my 20 minutes yet? Um, One minute, Cahal. Okay, thank you, Luke. Uh, it's great to see Luke there and everybody else, all the old familiar faces and people from the US and Poland. And yeah, lovely to see you all. Really, it was great. So, um, I will hand back to Luke now, and thanks for letting me share today. Thank you very, very much, Carl. Always, always glad to see you and to hear you. So the floor is now open to share or ask a question to Carl. In sharing, we avoid explicit sexual descriptions, sexually abusive language, and specific places or circumstances. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing how to apply the 12 steps and traditions in our daily lives. When sharing, try to enter the solution. 
We do not interrupt others and do not discuss. We limit our shares to one and a half minutes, by which we give everybody the opportunity to say something. Uh, who would like to do the timing, please? Dan, thank you so much. So Dan will do the timing. And um, it's my task to intervene when someone sharing deviates from the purpose of this meeting. Of this meeting. Please remember that this meeting is being recorded. So if you don't want to be recorded, please keep silence. So the floor is open to share or to ask a question to Kahal. Go ahead. Uh, this is Daniel from, from Barcelona, sexaholic. Hi, Daniel. And was a minute and a half, Luke, is that what you said? That's it. Okay, started the timer. Um, thank you very much, Kathal, for, for sharing with us. And once again, another, another miracle with people all over the world. That's you know, one of the silver linings of this whole big international crisis. Um, I had a question for you, though. Um, as far as the sobriety definition, uh, you know, there are kind of two parts to it. And the first part is pretty clear. The second part is a little more ambiguous, the, you know, progressive victory over lust. And so my question is, uh, for you, what does that look like over the years from like day one from your sobriety to now? How has, how has that looked throughout, throughout your recovery? And thanks, thanks again. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. I suppose like it is, I mean, I've had close shaves with, you know, especially nearly sobriety because um, I've had close shaves with, uh, with lust, with, with, with nearly acting out, you know, like, um, because I, 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 I didn't get myself out of trouble, you know, out of, out of, um, you know, a, a lust situation quick enough, you know, or, um, uh, you know, I might have been in a crowded area and I just, you know, sat on the pavement or old habits die hard, you know, that that's the way it is. So I'm trying to get in the new habit of progressive victory over lust. So I'm trying to always learn things to help myself to get away from lust. So a couple of things that have really helped. Driving, using this Nashville block, you know, blocking the view of whoever's coming in the car. I don't need to see, I don't need to see them. And um, not looking in the mirror when they've passed, and looking the other direction. Um, uh, using a sheet of paper at the computer, I do that sometimes. If something pops up, block it off. Um, deleting anybody on social media who posts any new nude messages or anything sexual straight away. Um, uh, unfollowing anybody who's posting anything that I just, you know, disagree with morally. Um, so I don't have a lot of friends on some social media. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on a few for work. Um, so, um, what else? So yeah, so so they're all progressive victory, like because when I started off first, then um, my eye level was low. I mean, I was I was looking at crotches, not heads. I was sober first, um, and I had to raise my eye level. I really had to make a big effort, and that that habit took about a year to change. You know, every day go out. Oh, there I was looking down. No, up. Oh, you know, literally forcing my eye level. Oh no, um, and 
So, you know, I know members who walk along, they look at the pavement, some members look at the sky, some members, if they're in a crowded street, dark glasses, long peach cap, can't see so much then, you know. Um, and just being, you know, being creative, being creative with sobriety. I was very creative with ways to act out and how to look at people, so let me get creative. Like, if there's a lust target coming across the opposite street, I just go over the other side of the street, you know, go down a different street, you know, stuff like that. I find that really helpful when I do things like that. It really challenges my sobriety. I think it's the best prayer I can make during the day. So, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Who would like to go on? Hello, I'm Gary from Iowa. Hi, Gary. Uh, Thank you, Carl, for your message. For your message, it's good to see you again. I really appreciate the positive aspect of your message, uh, most of all, because I found for myself that uh, I have to want my sobriety, I have to enjoy my experience. And you used a phrase that I wrote down that really struck me: that uh, being sober opens possibilities for joy. And I just really appreciate that because I have joy in my life that I never had before. But you also had the cautionary comment in there. I'd never heard the expression before. But lust leaves glowing embers that can be swooshed into flame easily. And uh, so I appreciate the wariness about the uh, reality of lust and the power of lust, but really more the, uh, the gift of the possibility of joy and of, of living a life that's free. And I appreciate your example, and I'm just glad to see you, glad I was able to be here, and uh, thank you for sharing. Yes, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Anyone wants to share, please unmute yourself and go ahead. Hi, my name is Nancy. I'm a sexaholic. Um, I noticed Kagala's, um, that you used the phrase, I stayed stopped as opposed to I didn't act out um, in relationship to your sobriety date. And I wondered why you choose those words and how they differ in meaning. Thanks. Thanks, Nancy. Uh, hi, Nancy. Good to see you. Um, uh, it's yeah. I mean, staying stopped. I mean, I think stopping is one part of the journey that people find really challenging. But the staying stopped, um, it's like a kind of big juggernaut that's just put the brakes on and it's not going to roll down the hill anymore. You know, so um, that's the kind of way I look at it. Um, just staying stopped. Yeah, parking up. You know, that's the feeling I have with the lust. The lust machine is parked up for today. Um, it's quite a big lust machine there if I want to jump into it, but it's uh, it's not going anywhere today. And um, I like that kind of idea, really. But I suppose, you know, they're, they're one and the same things, but um, uh, I think staying stopped just makes a bit more sense to me for some reason right now. 
<laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Carl. Marty, a sexaholic. Hi, Marcy. Hey, Carl. Uh, thanks for your share. And uh, it's been a while since we've spoken. I don't even know if you probably remember. I I would uh, try to call you early in sobriety, um, but uh, appreciate your your share. And uh, um, I think uh, I I love uh, in the Webster's nineteen thirteen dictionary. There's a there's a quote that uh, that applies to us. It says, and it's regarding the word choice. As the word says, choice there is not, unless the thing which we take be so in our power that we might have refused it. And so, uh, apart from apart from my higher power, uh, before I uh, I got sober, I had no choice because I couldn't say no and. Uh, uh, something that I appreciate about your share is is all the choice that you have today. All the and I and I, uh, and I reflect on that, and I, I have so many more choices today um, that I didn't have before, and uh, only through the power of of God. And uh, you know, I like the you know a couple of other things you said regarding the the glowing embers. Um, and uh, you know we had a big forest fire season here in Alaska last year, and and they spent a long time cleaning up after the active fire, cleaning up the uh, the hot times. Thank you. And uh, um, so I just appreciate uh, the the rigorousness to root those out and to uh, uh, work to have God's power extinguish those on a daily basis. So thanks. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Marty. Marty, my name's Nicholas and I'm a sexaholic. Hi, Nicholas. Hi. Uh, Luke, thank you very much for taking this meeting and, and everybody for being on the meeting. It's uh, it's great to see you all. Um, uh, I want to sort of lead with my weakness. I, I'm not doing so well uh, under this lockdown. Um, and it's when I go out for my, for my daily permitted walk um, that I'm not really, um, I'm not really attaining custody of the eyes I'm, I'm sort of you know it's almost like I'm slightly looking forward to going out to see what I might not what I what I might see that I shouldn't be looking at you know that kind of thing and um, it just relates to what the question about you know progressive victory over lust because um, you know I, I believe that I have been given victory over lust in that you know in the last 25 years I've never intended lust nor fully consented to it but it's this it's in this area of partial consent that I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing true victory or, or slippage. And um, uh, so I'm, very, I'm extremely grateful for the gift of sobriety, which I believe has come about. It's been a gift of my higher power, but I've had to do things in order to, I had to do my part, you know, and, and and my problem is that I'm I'm going through a, a real phase of, of being slothful about my program. I'm not putting in the effort and energy that I should be, um, and uh, and that's what I need to do something about. I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thank you, Nicholas.
This is uh, Pavel, I'm a great member of SA. Thank you, uh, Kata. Good to see you <laughs> on this, uh, with the C in the backside. <laughs> great C. Yes, I will be happy to jump into the water, but <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for your great experience. I'm happy to hear you again. Uh, in this lockdown time, um, I have a question about uh, about your difficulties in your recovery, especially this kind of grief aspect of recovery that you mentioned about twenty years of uh, being in addiction. It is a, a time of loss, yes, a time of loss of uh, of your uh, energy, of your money, and and so on and so on. So how you, did you deal with kind of grief burst and mourning at this time? Because myself, I have some kind of grief burst over 25 years of being in addiction. And uh, I'm still wondering what I would uh, do in the kind of productive manner and creative manner in those times. That this is, this, this is the absolute loss and uh, I can only cry for it, but I, I, I cannot change it. So. What is your experience with this kind of grief burst and, and mourning over this time that you could dedicate to something more productive? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think there is there is um, a lot of loss in people's lives who've been in addiction. So um, I think to write, do an inventory of what, what, what you've lost. I mean, in my case, it was my education. Like I, I all my family went to college, but I flunked out. Because I was fantasizing all the time, I never concentrated. My concentration was ruined by the time I, I had severe depression. By the time I was nineteen, I, I walked out of my exams halfway through. I, you know, drugs, alcohol. You know, I was just I became a, I became a problem child really, um, and the you know the hours and the time. I mean, we did this inventory at Harvey, like where we tried to count the number of hours you spent acting out. <laughs> So I think most people were like it wasn't like there wasn't like one thousand like it was like one like two hundred and fifty thousand hours you know that's a lot of time you know it's we soak up the time acting out it's such a time stealer you know but um it's all about today it really is all about today and it's like what can you do today so you know if you screwed up your education you can probably start reading some books you know go back to college all that stuff you know. In recovery, I've been able to um, do an awful lot more things than I, I, I probably would have never discovered um, through having developed, you know, getting on a spiritual program. Like, it's been amazing. Just, I think, acceptance, you know, acceptance of the past. Like, we're, we're we, um, you know, I know, I know quite a few guys' stories in this, we're on this Zoom. And, uh, when you look at their faces on the Zoom, you look like, hey, pretty innocuous, nice guys, never did any trouble, wow. When I hear your stories, I go, man, you guys are real head cases. You are head cases, like, happy you'll be, like, if, if we don't work this program, we're gonna be locked up or dead. Someone's gonna lock us up, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm on the lucky side, like I got, you know, I think it's instead of looking at it negatively, he's looking at it saying, look, 
I've got a lucky break. I was lucky to get out of prison and stay out of the prison of the mind of lust. And, and uh, you know, we can, you can really make up a lot of time. And I see people doing amazing things in recovery that they probably wouldn't have done. You know, they've passed out the regular guys <laughs> because they're tuned in to the spiritual side of life. And I think that's, that's the real benefit. So um, I suppose it's turning a negative into a positive, you know. And uh, you've got lots of gifts, and, and they've all come out to the fore in recovery, and more of them are going to come, you know, they'll keep coming. Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Kevin. If you want to share, don't forget to unmute, and I will acknowledge um, when I hear you. I'm Farzad, I'm Hi, Farzad. Thank you very much, uh, Cal, for the for the share. I, I identified uh, with almost everything that you said, um, specifically when we were, when you were talking about the this idea of choosing to stay sober today, right? When I first came into the program, I was telling myself, hmm, I'm going to be deprived, or I hear that from a lot of newcomers or people that I, stay, that I work with, work the steps. But once I, I, I got to know this, this newfound joy, once I comprehended the word serenity as it describes in the big book, then even in my worst days, I wouldn't want to go back to the to the lost thing, and I would tell myself, okay, these two shall pass, and and I just get back to the to the serenity that I have experienced in the program. So it was it was very good. I mean, I know that I came into this this program because of my lost thing, but what I got out of it was not just to to be able to stop losting, right? It was the serenity that came with it. It was this, this, this lots of choices that opened up in my life. It was this good feeling that I had about myself. And for that, I'm really grateful. I mean, uh, I for, for some reason, I must have made a subscription somewhere to receive lost proposals, as you said. I mean, they come to me in every shape and form in my head. Mm -hmm. And my job is really not to open those lost cans, you know, just uh, to just give them back as they come in. Because as soon as I start drinking, acknowledge the timer. It's, it's for me the same as you mentioned. I, I feel being lightened up. I mean, I mean, I, it feels that I that I just can't stop it, you know. So for today as well, I choose to stay sober. Thank you. Thank you, Farsad. For that. Hi, Kahal. This is Luke. Um, I'm I'm very grateful for your share. It's always good to talk to you. Also, one of the one of the great um, gifts of this program is the old timers, the guys that are that are uh, further down the road. Because when talking to guys like you, I I can identify. And I can know that what's happening to me today, on any given day, it's normal. I don't have to, to freak out or to, because my mind wants me to think at times that I'm really going the wrong way or working a bad program or whatever stuff. And um, like you, I dropped out of, of, of uh, college. I was, a, I was a very bright student, but 
because of lust and acting out, I just couldn't focus anymore and I, I, I couldn't care anymore. And um, I, um, and, and I was a, I'm a low bottom sexaholic, so I, I, it's, it was acting out every single day. And I liked something what you said, I, at least I, that's what I think I heard. You said something like, the burning fire of lust has been distinguished has been extinguished a long time ago in my life, but lust temptations, they still keep nagging like half extinct sparks of fire or something like that. And that's a nice way, that's a nice image. Yeah, I'll wrap it up, thank you. That's a nice image for me to, to understand. No, I, I really ended my active lusting, but it doesn't contradict that I'm still being nagged by lust temptations on a daily basis. So thank you. One more share. Hi, I'm Suzanne, sexaholic. Hi, Suzanne. And uh, Carla, really appreciate um, just your sharing um, what it is like to stay stopped and um, to be sober, and and how important it was, you know, to come to believe in a power greater than yourself that could restore you to sanity. That was the sticking point for me. I actually believed that my higher power couldn't restore me to sanity, but um, I didn't think he would. And um, that became a process of trust where I needed to believe that indeed, as our uh, theme is for the next essay uh, internet marathon, God is surely for the sexaholic. And that I didn't know before. And so that's been the amazing grace in my journey. And I heard the same thing in yours, that you now are able to have that joy. Thanks. Thank you, Suzanne. So this has been the sharing section of this meeting. Take what you think you can use and forget the rest. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of our fellowship. Everything you've heard here has been set in confidence and should stay confidential. Keep therefore what you've heard here within the walls of this room and the limits of your mind. It's time for our seventh tradition. Every SA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Donations can be made directly on the SA.org website or at your next face-to-face -face meeting. Next Wednesday, which is the 10th of June, Jackie H., a female member from the Netherlands, who is sober over 10 years, will be our speaker. The topic that she chose will be mixed meetings, which you can find in the SA White Book on page 178. So same time, same place next Wednesday. Um, to wrap it up, would somebody please read the solution in the White Book? I can read it. Thank you, Paul. Can I be heard? Yes, yes you can. Okay. Uh, my name is Paul. I am grateful for covering sexaholic the solution. We saw that our problem was threefold: physical, emotional, and spiritual. Healing had to come about in all three. The crucial change in attitude began when we admitted we were powerless, that our habit had us whipped. We came to meetings and withdrew from our habit. For some, this meant no sex with themselves or others including not getting into relationships. For others, it also meant drying out and not having sex with the spouse for a time to recover from us. 
we discovered that we could stop, that not feeding the hunger didn't kill us, that sex was indeed optional. There was hope for freedom, and we began to feel alive. Encouraged to continue, we turned more and more away from our isolating obsession with sex and self and turned to God and others. All this was scary. We couldn't see the path ahead except that others had gone that way before. Each new, each new step of surrender felt it would be of the edge into oblivion, but we took it. And instead of killing us, surrender was killing the obsession. We had stepped into the light, into a whole new way of life. The fellowship gave us monitoring and support to keep us from being overwhelmed, a safe heaven where we could finally face ourselves. Instead of covering our feelings with compulsive sex, we began exposing the roots of our spiritual emptiness and hunger, and the healing began. As we faced our defects, we became willing to change. Surrendering them broke the power they had over us. We began to be more comfortable with ourselves and others to the first time without our drug. Forgiving all who had injured us and without injuring others, we tried to right our own wrongs. At each amends, more of the dreadful load of guilt dropped from our shoulders until, it could be, until we could lift our heads, look the world in the eye and stand free. We began practicing a positive sobriety, taking the actions of love to improve our relations with others. We were learning how to give, and the measure we gave was the measure we got back. We were finding what none of the substitute had ever supplied. We were making the real connection. We were home. Thank you very much, Paul. And after a moment of silent meditation, uh, I would like Kahal to lead us into a program prayer. Oh, thanks, Luke. Thanks for uh, your service, and uh, good to be here with everybody. And uh, let's say the second step prayer. If we all know that one. God. God. I'm standing at the turning point right now. I'm standing at the turning point right now. Give me your protection and care. Give me your protection and care. I abandon myself to you. I abandon, I abandon myself to you. Give up my old ways. Give up my old ways. My old ideas. My old ideas. Just for today. Just for today. Amen. So, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thank you, Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, 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 Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, Kahal. Thanks, <laughs> that was in February. <laughs> Come on over, Gary. <laughs> I wish you could. <laughs> Thank you for your services. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kathal. It's a journey. Thank you, Barcelona. I was stunned that um, this meeting was spiritual to me because it's one hour, but it seemed longer. It seemed like a timeless bubble of recovery. And it's like a proof that something spiritual happened here. So thanks a lot. And thanks for coming over to Barcelona. Yep. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Carl. Thanks. Good to see you again, Luke. Take care. Bye, Bye Marty. Bye, Marty.
See you guys. Bye now. Mm. Bye, Gary. Bye-bye. Take care, Gary. Bye-bye. Well, I'll see you all next week. Yes. Yeah. Bye, Nancy. Yeah. Same time, same place. Who's big tea? Luke, you're making coffee, I think, are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but only for me. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. A cup of decaf. Decaf. Keith doesn't drink decaf. He likes herbal tea. Nicholas as well. So. Yeah. And you, yeah, real so coffee? We, uh, uh, 12.30 p.m. here. We can have uh, caffeine. Okay, you're <laughs> safe to <with> that. <laughs> you can. But you, you know what the, you know what the Spaniards call decaf loot, don't you? Decaf? What do they call it? Joke coffee. Café de broma. <laughs> ah, sí, es verdad. Es verdad, sí, sí. It, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But they're getting more and more used to it. More and more pups have, have uh, decaf coffee. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you from, Francis? Which part of the UK? I'm uh, actually... At the moment, I'm based in Preston, but my home group is Manchester. So oh, I'm in between yeah. at the moment. Near Andrew, so. Yeah. Great. That's cool. Good group, so. Yeah. And Ruben, there's a few of them there. Mm. You heard cases. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> Carl, your haircut suits you a lot. It makes you younger. Oh, thanks, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> it's lockdown. Lockdown hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we had, we had this machine for the dogs, so my daughter decided to use it on me. <laughs> <laughs> and my machine is being used for the dog now. <laughs> oh, vice versa. Yeah. That's the way it goes. It's a dog's life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have another backdrop to share with you at least. It's nice to see them. Um, yeah, here's an old one. Oh, that's in uh, that's in Ghent. Yeah, with, with Aviat and Eve, Aviat from Israel. Yeah. Hmm. That's a year that was like two o. I don't know what year that was. Yeah. Yeah, very nice place. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's it's in yeah. Ghent. It's I gotta, most, I it's gotta go. Most. I gotta go. I'll see you all. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Ghent is one of the most beautiful cities in Belgium. Mm. Yeah. You've seen it, Suzanne? No. Huh? No, um I did have some friends uh, um that are uh based here in uh Rochester. Um friend of mine went to Belgium for her birthday and took her daughters with her. And uh, I just saw lots of wonderful pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they ate a lot of chocolate. They do. <laughs> yes. Chocolate and French fries. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Here's where we had the um, convention um, after we went to Manute, yeah, in the Emer convention wow. last yeah. year. Last summer? It was two years ago. Two years ago. This is in um, Glendalough. It's a famous uh, monas monastic site. It was right back to like 800 AD. Beautiful uh, walks. We camped there with uh, 
we took over a hostel there. There was 20, 30 people there for four days. And we went camping, walking, hiking. Um, all the Dutch guys were there. Um, we played music every night. We had a ball. It was so fantastic. Really great. Here's the, you um, can see, oh no, sorry, that's Israel. Yeah, so it's beautiful. We'd like to go back there again, maybe. Yeah. Keith organized it, so. It was really good. Wow. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You'll have to come over. Maybe if the next uh, international comes on Ireland, we'll have everybody over to Dublin or something. That would be fantastic. Would be good. Yeah. I think I think I think you guys were thinking of it, of of making a bit, no? Yeah, I think so. Maybe there was something going on. They're thinking of it anyway, because maybe if the flights come back and all that. Yeah, I think Ireland would be would be like a very logical destination. Hmm. It's high quality tourism, you know. So, so great yes. tours. <laughs> and and a lot of Americans go anyway to to Ireland, don't they? Yeah, you know. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it'd be really good. But one day at a time. <laughs> they add time as well. We said it. All right. Hey. Good to see you guys. Yeah, see you you too. Bye 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 bye. I'm going. I'm going off also. Okay. I'm going off as well. Thanks, Cahill. See you all. Bye bye. Bye, bye. Luke. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Cahill. Thank you for the pictures. Great no pictures. problem. How are you doing? Yes, a, a little bit. Uh, uh, struggling with some some issues mm. but this is uh, you know I, I you are familiar with my situation actually you know mm. just uh, um, my situation is on the edge of of, of divorce actually but uh, okay i'm not making any nervous uh, movement just i'm standing still man whatever my wife is going to do i'm just not not kind of blocking her, not kind of uh, fighting with her. Just, just whatever she wants to take. Just it, it's her decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's probably would be annulled. Uh, okay. Annulment and divorce. But uh, anyway, I just uh, I mentioned about this grief, but the grief is still kind of present. Yes, that grief that uh, what I have done wrong, what I should do what I, you know it's just more about my me doing something and maybe avoiding something maybe fighting for this marriage and so on but actually i don't know uh what can i do because uh not you can't well you know these situations are this really is about handing them over to god and i think the more we do that the better it's going to be the outcome will be better because you'll you need to maintain your serenity, number one. You know, I can't, I can't allow any situation in my life, whether it's health relationships or whatever, and these are really painful situations. Um, and, you know, it's like the pain just kind of bubbles up inside us sometimes, and then, you know, the, the main thing is that I don't, don't unleash it on the other person, but... Um, I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. 
please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.